0: Now you can get even more from the Kurt Angle Show over at adfreeshows.com. Oh, it's true. Enjoy the entire Kurt Angle Show library with no ads, plus catch brand new episodes each week before anyone else does, starting at just 9 bucks. That definitely doesn't suck. What else doesn't suck? Interactive experiences that you can take part in with me. You get to jump on and ask me questions during our gold medal Q&A events. And if you joined us for Top Guy Weekend, we got to hang out together in Chicago. Ad-free Shows also has tons of bonus episodes, including my recent Top 10 Dream Opponents list and watching back the night I kissed Stephanie McMahon. It is truly the gold standard in wrestling content. Get the Kurt Angle Show and all of Conrad's podcasts early, ad-free, and on video for as low as $9 a month. That's just 30 cents an episode head over to adfreeshows.com right now to sign up
1: hey y'all it's rebel with aew and when i'm not with the doctor helping her dominate the women's division you can find me on adfreeshows.com every other sunday hosting my personal happy hour rebels happy hour and i would love for you to join me it's an hour long of drinking laughing a little q a maybe some guest surprises and just chatting about whatever's on your mind. I promise it's a good time. And yes, it is all face-to-face. So do it now. Do it today. Sign up at adfreeshows.com and become a top guy. And tell them Rebel sent you. Mwah!
2: And I'm the last number, 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Whew.
3: Hey,
0: this is Kurt Angle and welcome to the Kurt Angle show on the show today. We'll be discussing my monumental 30 minute Ironman match against Samoa Joe at final resolution 2007, but first let me introduce to you my co-host, John Alba. How you doing today, John?
1: Kurt. It's always a good day chatting with you, my friend, and it's an even better day because we're broadcasting from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ANGLE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping, and it's a new year, new you, new me. Everything's good, man. I got my main event mafia gimmick going here today. I think it's good, man. How's the New Year treating you so far?
0: Wonderful. We spent uh, Christmas break in Miami and had a great time. My whole family, it was awesome.
1: I saw all the pictures. It looked like it was a great time. You know, I'm, I'm in the process of moving from Orlando back up to New Jersey for some reason. I voluntarily oh, wow. chose to do that. So uh, you got the that. sun. <laughs> you got the sun. Everything went great for you guys. I wish you nothing but the best. And I'm thrilled to be here, man. This is so much fun because I had a great time last time I did Ask Kurt Anything With You. And now Let's I get see. to talk about one of my favorite runs of your career here on the Kurt Angle Show. We're taking a look back at, I think, what many consider to be the greatest series of matches in TNA history between you and Samoa Joe, culminating with this 30-minute Iron Man match at Final Resolution 2007. Wild to think that this is 15 years ago.
0: Yeah, 15 years, that's crazy.
1: Like, t- I-, I remember this is like height of my wrestling fandom as a kid, And all of a sudden, I'm transported back in time here with the benefit of the Kurt Angle Show. I'm talking this with you. Samoa Joe, one of my all-time favorite opponents of yours. And I, I think before we can even jump into the show, Kurt, I think we have to talk about this because Samoa Joe is going through some changes himself right now. We just found out this past week he was released from NXT. Does your gut say that we haven't seen the last of Samoa Joe in the ring
0: I believe we haven't seen the last of him. I think he has more time left. I think he has more in the tank, and he's going to produce for the fans.
1: He seems like someone who would be such a good teacher, and they had him in that NXT role. What do you think about Samoa Joe would make him a great coach or teacher for the next generation of talent?
0: Well, he has incredible knowledge, and he is one of the most articulate individuals I've ever known. Joe can cut a promo like nobody else. His in-ring skills are incredible. And uh, what he has, you know, as far as athleticism, he has a lot to teach the young talent. Um, I think that he would be an incredible teacher and I hope he continues to be one.
1: Well, maybe if the Kurt Angle training school ever gets in the Angle Academy, <laughs> I hope maybe, maybe that's an avenue for him, but I'm totally in agreement with you. And I also believe that we have not seen the last of him, but Let's get to our topic today, Final Resolution 2007. This is, by the way, we're going to do a watch along here. So if you have Impact Plus, you're welcome to join us in a few minutes when we start that. But first, we got to start coming out of Turning Point. You knew that you were going to get this best of three, I have to imagine. How excited were you to add a third match to this trilogy with Joe?
0: Well, Joe was one of my favorite wrestlers to wrestle in TNA. Him and AJ Snells, those two guys, I had a great time working with them every single time. And I was really excited to be able to do three pay-per-views in a row with Samoa Joe. He's awesome. I, I absolutely love the guy.
1: I found it very fascinating. I was going back through the archive in preparing for this episode, and you talked about how Samoa Joe was not someone that you wanted to face right away upon coming into TNA. At this point, you've had a couple matches with him. Did your thoughts change at all on that front?
0: No, I, you know, once we did the first one, we had to continue on. There was, there was no way backing out of that. Uh, but I would have rather held off because he was undefeated. He was really hot. I was hot coming into the company and I thought that we should just rub elbows for a few months and, you know, pass each other by in the hallway and, you know, give each other crazy looks and, uh, just try to build it up, you know, nice and slowly. But they they wanted to do it right out of the gate when I got to the company, and I understood why. I mean, it, it was a uh, look what the pay per view buys we did for that first pay per view. Uh, you know, they spiked uh, way up for for TNA pay per view buys, um, and uh, it it was you know knowing that uh, Joe and I were going to wrestle, I knew that they, that we were going to have a spike in the pay per view buys.
1: Yeah, once you guys finally started rubbing elbows, as you said, and you had these two matches. I have to imagine there had to have been some shift in that mentality where you're like, you know what? I like wrestling this guy. <laughs> like, like he can bring out the best of me. Let's get to it. Was, was that yeah. kind of the ideology at that time? Yes, sir. You're absolutely right. Okay. That's what I thought here. So it's a, it's a very simple story. And I love that when you don't overcomplicate pro wrestling storytelling, you win the first match, he wins the second match. So we have to do best two or three here, the rubber but, match. the rubber match, exactly. But would you have liked to have prolonged this a little more and maybe held it out a little bit or are you of the belief that when you have a story like this, you got to pay it off immediately?
0: I believe you have to pay it off immediately. Uh, you know, if you do a program and you get away from it and start another program and you go back to the beginning program, uh, it doesn't make sense. I think once you start it, you need to go through and finish it before you start a new program.
1: Well, as the first impact after the pay-per-view starts, You've got Jeremy Borash pinned up against the wall looking for Joe. Poor JB. JB, man.
0: I he takes know this, a beating.
1: Yeah, well, he takes a beating. And, like, this has to – I know it's a little bit of a sidebar, but he has to be one of the true unsung heroes of pro wrestling in the last 20 years, no? Like, what has he contributed yes. to the business, in your opinion?
0: He's done incredible work for the business. Uh, whether it be, you know, him announcing, uh, commentating, uh, he does a lot of the back – behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, He he films a lot of our pre-tapes, especially off-site. Um, He does a lot of the editing. He, He is our most valuable player of TNA, at least at that particular time.
1: I totally agree with you there, and he's contributed so much even after TNA and after Impact, and I think that's what makes him a special talent. So, start the build here to match number three. You interrupt Bobby Roode and Tracy Brooks, who are trying to make Eric Young an offer. We've talked a little bit about what the cowboy James Storm and Bobby Roode had to bring to the table here. But in 2007, did you know that Bobby Roode was someone that could potentially carry a company someday?
0: Yes, I did. I knew right away. He reminded me a lot of Arn Anderson, his mannerisms, the way he carried himself. I knew he was going to be a huge star from the beginning.
1: Do you see any comparisons between he and Triple H, someone else you know very well? Because that was a comparison I always heard over the years. Physically, they kind of look a little bit alike. But there's something about the presence and style. I always found there were some parallels there.
0: Yeah, they are identical in a lot of ways. They move the same way. Um, You know, they're built almost the same way. Uh, I think that they they have a lot of um, things in common with each other, without a doubt. You're right.
1: I think he's a great mind, and and I'd like to see more out of Bobby Roode, Robert Roode, whatever you want to call him, uh, in WWE. Though I do enjoy the dirty dogs up there on the WWE main roster.
3: Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen.
2: Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. Steven Singer's announcing his brand new rose color for this Valentine's day. Are you ready? Ready? Click your heels three times and say, I wish I knew what the new color is. Wish granted Steven Singer's brand new rose color is Emerald city. Picture it a real rose dipped and trimmed in pure 24 karat gold with sparkling deep green petals. This magical Emerald city rose will take her breath away this Valentine's day. As she opens that beautiful gift box to reveal a real rose encased in brilliant 24 karat gold set against stunning deep green. Go to I Hate Steven Singer today and get your Steven Singer Emerald City 24 karat gold dipped rose and get yours before they're gone. Exclusively and only available at Steven Singer Jewelers, it's the number one gift this Valentine's Day. Steven's famous gold dipped roses start at just $59 and all come with a lifetime guarantee. Fast, free shipping. Real jewelers, real roses for your real love. All at IHateStevenSinger.com.
1: So, you announce you want one more match against Joe. Joe comes out, said that you were the one who insisted that it be the final match between the two. He's ready to move on to Abyss and the NWA Championship. You go nuts, and you put the ankle lock on Don West. (laughs) Now, our friend Don West, unfortunately, has gone through some health troubles over the last year or so, and we wish him nothing but the best year on the Kurt Angle show. What type of guy is Don West, and what the hell did he do wrong to you here to deserve that?
0: <laughs> well, Don was the first guy I could get my hands on, so I had to take first time <laughs> on him. But Don's a great guy. He was a great commentator. Uh, I loved him. He, he was one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Uh, would do anything for you. Uh, would do any favor you needed to be done. Uh, Don was a a go-to guy. Uh, He wasn't just an announcer. He was uh, the guy that if you needed something, he would get it for you.
1: I broadcast all the time on the Indies. Obviously, I'm a wrestling broadcaster, so I study a lot of these play-by-play guys. I study a lot of color guys because I think the thing with wrestling commentary is like, it's not just the pro sports thing where you have to say what's happening. You also have to get stories over and I always thought Don West was so good at accentuating characters and making the combatants feel like they're larger than life. How do you feel going back through the years and listening to him that he helped do that for other talent?:
0: Yeah, he was really good at that. That was his job. you know. He explained the characters, um, you know, told you um, he he told a good story about each character, each wrestler, and you know, him and Don West had great chemistry together. And uh, you know w- what he was able to do was incredible.
1: Yeah, Mike Taney and Don West are probably one of the more underrated announced teams. I feel yeah, like you're right in Wrestling Pantheon. So then I have to ask: after you throw him in the ankle lock, uh, does he tell you afterwards, like "shoot, brother, that that really hurt"? Or is there anything oh, like I, that?
0: I, I told him beforehand, I take care of him. I told him mm-hmm. I wouldn't be stepped.
1: <laughs> I, I hope that was certainly the case. So. Later on the show, you give Slick Johnson the ankle lock because that's just your gimmick at this point. You're just throwing everyone in ankle locks. Um, you pull Cal Val in the ring. Step on her hair. You're a menace at this point. Yes, I am. <laughs> Jim Cornette comes out. He tells you how Joe had a clause in the turning point contract that there would be no rematch in Cornette. Can't get around it, but he'll make a tag match next week for you to get in the ring with. Now, I, I want to backtrack here for a quick second. You are just fiery rage at this point this is not long after you're doing the wrestling machine character in ecw it's a very intense hurt angle was that easier for you to portray in the ring when you could turn up that intensity or did that take a little extra effort from you
0: no it was easier for me um you know when i was playing the entertaining uh, nerd uh you know heel in wwe It was a lot more work, you know, because I had to be somebody I wasn't. But for me, the wrestling machine was more me than any other character I played. So I I was really comfortable doing it.
1: Where does this idea stem from to turn you heel? Because you come in not long before this as the biggest free agent TNA has ever brought in. You are instantly a babyface just by showing up. So where does the idea to come heel turn uh, to turn heel come from?
0: Well, I was more comfortable as a heel. I was a heel for most of my career in WWE. And TNA, we we came to an agreement when I signed with the company that what I would do is make the wrestlers, make baby faces. So in order to make baby faces, you have to be a great heel. And that was my job. That's what I signed with the company to do, and that's what I did.
1: Why was that important to you, to make baby faces?
0: Uh, I wanted to make stars in TNA like WWE does. And I thought that, you know, as a heel, uh, your job is to make the baby faces look as good as you possibly can. And that was, a, that is what I was best at.
1: So as a wrestler, is there some sort of instinct gratification when you're a heel, you see a baby face get over, does that like make you feel like proud dad energy kind of thing?
0: <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah. When you know they're getting over and, and you're part of the reason why it makes you feel really good.
1: But how tough is it when you have a crowd that, and, and keep in mind, this is a more casual crowd there, Universal Studios. They know Kurt Angle. He's the big star. The crowd wants to cheer you. So how difficult is it when you have to go out there and just be a jerk to them?
0: <laughs> it's really hard. Uh, you know, the crowd, you know, they like you. And, and you know, when I started in pro wrestling, um, I was a heel and fans hated my guts. They, they, I was really, um, annoying and, uh, after a couple of years, they started to appreciate my heel character. And what I had to do is reinvent my heat. So I had to change my heat and uh, think of different ways of getting heat so the fans would continue to hate me. Because I could have turned babyface easily, but I didn't want to. I wanted to continue to be a heel. So I had to change my heat and uh, you know reinvent it. And a good example is what I did with Joe. Um, I attacked the people closest to him because mm-hmm. he wasn't free to wrestle me. And that's a heel move.
1: But that's so weird, though, what you just said, that Joe wouldn't agree to wrestle you because Joe well, was the baby face. I did face say
0: here. it was, was going to be our last match, our second match. I told Joe that. There you go. And did Joe you. said, hey, you said it was our last match. Now you want to wrestle again. So I went back on my promise, mm. which is another heel move.
1: But but doesn't it and this is just me playing devil's advocate here from a a book a traditional booking standpoint doesn't it feel a little weird when a babyface turns down a fight because shouldn't it be the babyface is always like I'm willing to be a fighting champion kind of thing
0: yes it is but I think Joe was focused on the world title and Mm -hmm. that's where he wanted to go he didn't want to wrestle Carango anymore he wanted the world title so is it a babyface move to turn down a match no but if you if you want to wrestle for the world title and that's where you're headed I think it's a good baby face move. So you're just trying to be a pain in the ass at that point to get a (laughs) third match out of him. Got it. Okay.
1: So how much is TNA allowing you to have a say in creative at this point then? Because you just said, like, you just laid it out for me in a way that I I understand the character motivation. Did you have a say in how this story was playing out?
0: I had some say. I mean, you know, I I had a good relationship with Vince Russo, and uh, we worked on a lot of stuff together. Um, the thing is, I, I, I didn't really, um, I didn't really involve myself in that stuff. Uh, you know, the whole thing was things got a little crazy at times because when the writers would write something, the day of the show, the office or the wrestlers would change it and it ended up being something that it wasn't meant to be. And it wouldn't make sense. And I, I didn't think that was a good move for the company. I thought they should could stick with what the writing was and not change the stuff at the last second. And if you want to change it, you should do it the week prior. So you have time to make sure it makes sense the day of the show.
3: Sure. And that,
0: that's where I got involved in the creative and tried to voice my opinion on how they should do it. And And, you know, a, a lot of times things didn't make sense. It's because they changed it the day of the show.
1: Was it like that in WWE before you went there where there were a lot of changes being made to the show? Nowadays we know in WWE, the raw script doesn't get finalized until an hour into the show sometimes, but back then, was it like that too? And how did that influence what you just said about your impact run?
0: Well, you know, in in WWE, they had a million writers, right? So they could do it at the last second and still make it make sense. But in TNA, we only had a couple writers, and uh, sure. w- once once things got changed, you know they couldn't really uh, come up with stuff at, at the. They didn't have enough manpower to be able to change it to make it make sense. So they just said, okay, let's do this. Let's just go with it. And that's what we did.
2: Your quarantine pastime quickly turned into an obsession because you got really good at it. After your 300th lap around the Rainbow Road, your eyes start to blur. You hear a stomach growl, but that's not part of the game. You check the calendar and you're going on three days of straight gaming and you've officially hit a wall time to refuel. You could grab an energy drink, but a milkshake would really hit the spot. Energy drink or milkshake, energy drink or milkshake, but you still need a free hand at your controller. What if you could just put the energy drink right in the milkshake? Yeah, Sheets did that. Same fuel, new freeze. Imagine getting your favorite energy bursting G-Fuel flavors like Fazberry, Snow Cone, and Hype Sauce, Whipped, Iced, and Milkshake. You're in for long-lasting, fast-acting energy with a creamy, cool texture. Grab a Focus Freak milkshake for 3 dollars or less and use offer code Energize to save $1 when you order on the Sheets app. Not in the mood for a milkshake? you're still covered at Sheets. Their made-to-order menu is completely customizable 24-7, 365. This is a limited-time offer from January 5th through March 1st, 2022. It's valid at participating locations only, plus tax where applicable. Offer excludes extras and add-ons. So what are you waiting for? Go grab a Focus Freak Milkshake for $3.99 or less. And be sure to use our offer code ENERGIZE to save $1 when you order on the Sheets app. Let's take a time out here. And while we normally have a lot of fun on this show, this is a pretty serious topic life insurance, specifically Goliath life insurance. Let me give you a pro tip we're all going to die. So before you get a visit from The Undertaker, think just for a second about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. With life insurance from GoliathLife.com, what we're really talking about is protecting what you've worked so hard to provide for both you and, more importantly, your family. You see, life insurance, isn't about you. It's about those who matter the most to you. Sure. You do a great job taking care of them now, but who would do that? If something awful happened to you, I just lost two friends in the last year and a half 142 with two kids. The other 46 who left behind a wife and three kids, thank God they had insurance. And Hey, I hear you. Nobody wants to think or talk about life insurance, but think about this. You might not get in a car accident, but you have auto insurance. You might not get sick, but you have health insurance. So we'll protect our car and we'll even protect ourselves from like crazy medical bills. But will we protect our family? That's what life insurance means to me. Peace of mind. Goliathlife.com streamlines the life insurance purchase process by allowing you to get quotes from more than 20 carriers all at the same time and at the same place. Goliathlife.com. You'll do a fast and easy application and have multiple quotes within minutes. And oh, by the way, goliathlife.com has solutions for every budget. And maybe best of all, you pick your terms and payments at goliathlife.com. Once you pick your price, you can start the online application immediately. And check this out. You can even schedule the medical exam to happen in your home. You don't even have to leave the house to do this. And yes, I have done this. They sent someone to my office. It was fast. It was easy and it was unlike anything I expected. I got to skip the phone calls, the paperwork, and the crazy invasive conversations, and even the multiple visits to the doctor's office that we all hate so much. Goliathlife.com makes buying life insurance simple. Goliathlife.com promises no hidden fees, no upsell, no hassle, hell, not even a phone call. Goliathlife.com is life insurance in your hands, on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home, And begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at GoliathLife.com.
1: Well, it seems something is working regardless because at this time, Impact sets an all-time record with a 1.19 rating and 1.4 million viewers. What do you credit to that? Because 1.4 million viewers, a show like AEW Dynamite or NXT, would love to be punching those numbers these days.
0: Well, it was great. I, I, you know, I, I didn't want to take credit for it because, you know, even though I, I was the one that entered the company and a couple of months later, you know, we we're doing these ratings, uh, but it was a team effort. You know, the whole company shared in this and I didn't want to just take the credit myself. I thought that everybody did a great job and that's why we got the rating. we did.
1: Well, the next week, the tag matches you and Rhino against Joe and styles Match goes five minutes. There's so much talent there, and this match only goes five minutes. I know. And AJ pins Rhino right before you're about to beat Joe. You put Joe in the ankle lock afterwards. Security can't get you off as you're screaming about a rematch. The scary part about this, though, is Joe actually gets hurt and sprains his MCL. What do you remember about that injury? How did it happen, and were you worried that that might potentially interrupt you guys having this rubber match?
0: Well, the, the injury, I, I, I didn't know it occurred until after the match, and I actually put the ankle lock on his bad leg. <laughs> I wouldn't have Oops. done that if I would have known it. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I was a little bit concerned, but I knew that Joe and I were pros and we could work around the injury and be able to make the 30-minute Ironman match make sense. So uh, Joe's a pro, and I knew that he, he wouldn't back out of the match. I knew he would continue on.
1: There's an interesting note from Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer around this time. And Dave is a very smart mind, and I give Dave a lot of credit, but there are times where I think he does assume some things. I'm going to read this quote. Samoa Joe is all black and blue at TV before he hurt his knee as Angle is giving everyone a beating. So, Kurt, were you just being super snug with everybody, or is that a little presumptuous?
0: Okay, that's a little presumptuous. I think, I think Dave <laughs> Meltzer's full of shit. Um, (laughs) listen, I was snug, but if any wrestler would send all these wrestlers home, black and blue, that wrestler would get fired in a second. Okay. That wrestler would be dangerous. So I was a little snug, but I didn't leave the wrestlers black and blue. The only person that I ever left the black and blue mark on was the announcer for TNA. And I can't remember his name. I actually punched him in the face and, uh, got him pretty good. And uh, his cheeks swelled up and he got a, he got a, a bruise on his face. But other than that, I never left any wrestler black and blue. That's ridiculous.
1: I was going to say, the only one that probably was leaving black and blue was yourself. All the damage <laughs> you were putting through yourself in the ring with the intensity that you had. I mean, I just, no, yeah, I
0: probably, I probably made myself more black and blue than anybody else.
1: That's what I'm saying, man. I just, that's crazy to me. So after all this, Joe ends up being Okay. You finally get him to agree to a rematch. Mike today and Jim Cornette are in the ring announcing Joe is Mr. TNA for 2006. I'm sure that just sits very well with you. And you (laughs) attack his girlfriend and threaten to break her ankle. If you don't get a rematch, Joe agrees to it. And then what do you do? You break her ankle anyway, (laughs) Kurt. (laughs) What is going on here? What is happening? I,
0: I I have to play the heel character. So I'm I'm going to break everybody's ankle.
1: <laughs> I'm curious your thoughts on this. I feel like a lot of times in pro wrestling and I can think of dozens and dozens of storylines where it's easy heat to get a family member involved and have the heel go to work on a family member. I mean Joe even as a heel has done this in WWE and so many other promotions do this. You've had it a ton of times in your career. Do you feel like sometimes that becomes a trope that could be potentially overused or is it about how you use it effectively?
0: No, I think you're right. I think it can be overused. I think we do it way too much, but you know, if you want to strike a nerve with the fans, you know, they care about their family members and you know, they would die for them and they would do anything for them. And that's the reason why we do it because the people closest to you are the people we care about. And when you hurt them, that's when you want to get revenge
1: that's certainly farewell later on you and joe brawl cornette makes the match a 30 minute ironman match you've done them with brock lesnar shawn michael's my gut tells me the wrestling machine kurt angle probably isn't afraid of an ironman match do do those hit home with you
0: yes i love ironman matches they're a great test they're a great test of psychology they're a great test of conditioning it's one of my favorite matches. That's what I love to do. And
1: you have to get really crafty, too. And we're going to do a watch-along of this match. I'm so excited to break this match down with you because you can't overuse the gimmick either where there's six falls to five falls. It just it becomes too much at that point. So I imagine creating those stories, you have to be really crafty, right?
0: Oh, yeah. You have to tell an incredible story in an Iron Man match. And the, the crazy thing is you can't memorize everything. It's just too long of a match. Right, You have to improvise 75% of the time. The only thing that you have planned are the finishes, uh, whether it be a submission or a pinfall. And those are the things you set in the match at different times. So, you know, you have to have great psychology to do an Ironman match.
1: I'm so excited to break down the psychology of this match with you. So let's keep going here. You wrestle Christian. That's kind of weird because you're both the top two heels in the company, but We've seen in this episode so far, Heels and Baby Faces, there's a little blending on that on TNA Impact. Now, what's even weirder is that Tomco attacks you to give you the win, and Sting, the number two baby face in the company behind Joe, saves you. What is going on here, Kurt? Who is booking
0: this? This is what I'm talking about. When I tell you they changed shit at the last second, this is when shit doesn't make sense. This is what happened the day of the show. They changed it up. And this is what you get. You get a mess.
1: I am cracking up here because it takes a lot to hear you get fired up. So this clearly struck a little bit of a chord with you. And it
0: well, makes sense. It just, you know, this happened every once in a while. But, you know, it it really is a shame because, you know, that what the writers had planned was not what you saw on TV, which is crazy. Well,
1: well let's get even weirder. Because you end up putting Christian in a penalty box, and Joe attacks you. This is like 2000 WCW as far as I'm concerned here. What is happening, man?
0: I don't know. I think the penalty box, <laughs> if you got pinned, you got put in the penalty box, and you, you had no chance of winning while you were in there. Mm. I'm not sure why they did it, but um, I guess it was just another gimmick match they wanted to throw at people.
1: Well, this is an interesting little note here in The Observer. On December 20th, the wrestlers are informed that TNA isn't paying for hotels and rental cars anymore. Uh, Was that part of your guarantee in your contract at the time that you did have that stuff taken care of?
0: Yes. And I didn't even know about that. I thought that the wrestlers still got their hotel and car paid for. I did for the whole 11 years I was there. It's a shame that they didn't get it uh, continuously like they should have. But uh, they took care of me. I can't complain.
1: Did you ever feel like there was any heat on you for having some of that top guy treatment? Or do workers just understand that that's kind of what came with the territory at the time?
0: I think they understood it came with the territory. I I was the top guy in the company. I probably deserved to get paid the most. And I think they understood that. I don't think I had any heat with anybody.
1: Well, it's also reported at this time, your second match with Joe did half of your first buy rate so why do you think that is and out of my curiosity if you feel comfortable talking about it are you paced are you are you paid based on pay-per-view buys at that time is that part of your contract as well
0: no i got a guaranteed check every week so i okay. didn't have to worry about pay-per-view buys or ticket sales it was guaranteed to me but what was your first question that one day why
1: well, do you think the buy dropped like that
0: well I, because the first match was the was the biggest match. And you're going to have the spike in the pay-per-view buys. And if the if the second pay-per-view, if we did more buys than when I got into the company, before I got into the company, if we were doing more buys still uh, in the second match, at least we made an improvement. So I think we still did more pay-per-view buys in that second match than before I entered the company when they were doing pay-per-views. So even though it was half as much as the first pay-per-view that I wrestled Samoa Joe, it was still an improvement. And that means that the company was still going forward.
1: Well, we're about to hop into the watch along in just a minute here, but I want to shout this out. You actually wrestle at a show in Portugal in front of 5,000 fans in what at the time was the most fans for a TNA show ever. You wrestle Joe in the main event, you win clean with an ankle lock. Now, keep in mind, this is coming off working in the impact zone where it's a much more limited crowd. 5,000 fans, I would assume that that's probably up to par with the WWE house show around the time. Did it feel like you were at home working in front of a crowd like that again?
0: Yes, it did. And it was a great shot in the arm for all the talent, the TNA talent, because uh, it showed them what it could be like in the future. If we work hard and we're successful, this is what we're going to get. We're going to get rewarded with a full arena. And I think that was a confidence booster for the wrestlers.
1: Did you notice any intimidation from any of the wrestlers? Because I'd imagine for some of them, that was probably the biggest crowd they've worked up in
0: front of to that <laughs> point. No, I, I didn't hear of any intimidation, but I'm sure that some of them were a little bit uh, nervous and scared. I don't blame them because it was a pretty big cr- crowd. I mean, uh, it was a full, full arena at that particular time in Portugal.
1: All right, Kurt, you ready to do this here? We're going to queue this thing up. I'm very excited. If you are watching us over on adfreeshows.com, you'll be able to also watch this along with us. If you're watching on Impact Plus, you can queue up 157.15. That's where we're going to start here on the time code. So I'll give everyone a quick second to do that. I'm so excited. And we are going to start this, Kurt, with a little snippet of a Samoa Joe promo that I'll, I'll put the volume up for so we can hear what he's got to say. Because uh, you said it before, Samoa Joe, I think, an all-time great promo. Uh, his seriousness comes through, and I can't wait. So let's see what our friend Joe here has to say as we start things off in 3, 2, one. Some very strong words from Kurt Angle in your direction, Samoa Joe, as you are about to step into the 30-minute Ironman matchup. The World Heavyweight title shot at Against All Odds now on the line as well. The stakes have been raised.
3: Angle, welcome to the endgame. Angle! Welcome to the climax. Angle, welcome to our final resolution. You see, when we started this, it was about pride. It was about who was better, who was the best in the world. And when you realize who was the best, Kurt, You decided to make it personal. You made this personal! So Kurt, I give you this promise. For your crimes, for what you have done to me, I will torture you. For 30 minutes, I will pummel you. For 30 minutes, I will beat you into the ground until you realize that you cannot handle what you have unleashed. For not only have you transgressed against me, Kurt, now you stand in the way of what I want most, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Kurt, I promise you this, you will be broken. No offense, Kurt,
1: but I'm rooting against you here after (laughs) hearing a promo like that from Samoa Joe.
0: That was insane. Yeah, Joe's very articulate. One of the best promo guys I've ever seen. I remember when he inducted me into the TNA hall of fame and the words that he came up with and the way he made sense and the way he talked about me was so incredible. I I had to actually hug and kiss the guy. I mean, he, he put me over big time and he was so articulate about how he, how he said it and the words he used. Joe is a very intelligent individual, very intelligent.
2: Okay, guys, it's too late for Kurt Angle. Of course, we learned that the hard way back in, I think it was May of '02. Edge had other ideas for Kurt Angle, and now he unfortunately is bald. But there's still time for me and you. Listen, I got to be honest. I didn't think this was even something I had to worry about. My dad used to joke forever. Hey, my hair turned gray. It didn't turn loose. But then this past April, I saw the back of dad's head and thought, oh, it's going to happen. I immediately knew what to do. I went to Keeps. You, keep, you see, there are only two FDA-approved medications in the world that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both. Keeps offers you a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. They've got convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months, meaning you don't even have to leave your home. It's also low cost, too. Treatments start at just 10 bucks a month. And Keeps offers generic versions. They've got discreet packaging and proven results. But don't take my word for it. Check this out. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of their competitors. here's the heads up. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Kurt to receive your first month of treatment free. That's keeps.com slash Kurt to get your first month free. That's keeps.com slash Kurt. So it's the new year and magic spoon is perfect for meeting your goals, whether it's eating healthier or saving more time in your morning routine. And that checks two of our boxes for all of our new year's resolutions list, right? We want to become more efficient. We want to eat a little better. And I know what you're thinking growing up cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but then eventually we realize it's full of sugar and junk. We shouldn't be eating and we give it up and we're all trying to eat better right now, but healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. You see, Magic Spoon has all the amazing flavors you love with none of the bad stuff. It's also an amazing midnight snack right before bed. If you've been trying to cut down on carbs or sugar or unhealthy food, don't feel like you can't eat anything anymore. Check this out. Magic Spoon has zero grams of sugar. Magic Spoon has 13 to 14 grams of protein. Magic Spoon has only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Magic Spoon is only 140 calories a serving magic spoon is keto friendly magic spoon is gluten free magic spoon is grain free magic free is soy free magic spoon is low carb build your own box available flavors custom bundle cocoa fruity frosted peanut butter blueberry cinnamon cookies green maple waffle seriously you hear me it's just fun talking about magic spoon can you believe that you can get all these great flavors with none of the bad stuff i can't believe this is real Go to magicspoon.com forward slash angle, grab a custom bundle of cereal and start your new year off right. And be sure to use our promo code angle at checkout. And you're going to save $5 off your order. Magic spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash angle and use the promo code angle to save $5 off and we thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode and for making me say go fruity, roasted peanut butter. <laughs> I love Magic Spoon, and you will too. Check it out right now. Magicspoon.com forward slash angle. Blueberry, cinnamon, cookies, grape, maple, waffle.
1: I think pro wrestling is at its best when you feel something, when you watch it, whether that is feeling excitement for a competitor, feeling Empathy for a babyface that is selling, feeling fear, intimidation. I think that's when wrestling is at its finest. So when you see a performer like Samoa Joe go out there and be able to channel that intensity, to me, Kurt, that's like pro wrestling at its best. I don't think it gets much better than that.
0: No, when you get the fans involved and you get the fans caring about you, that there's nothing better than that.
1: And I see that we're getting a recap here of the feud. I always love a good video package. WWE, man, is like undefeated at the video package. I feel like they they are the gold standard.
0: Yes, they Uh, are.
1: Do do any, I know that I'm putting you on the spot here, but do any like video package for any matches across the years stand out to you that maybe helped uh, stay in your mind for a bit?
0: You mean like in WWE? In
1: in any, WWE or TNA. Any favorites stick out to you?
0: Uh, You know what? When I did my return uh, video package, when I had my neck surgery, Mm. uh, they they did a song called Clocks, and they did a segment. It was like a six-minute segment. It was incredible. Uh, It just got me so fired up and hyped up about being back that I I wanted to crush everybody. (laughs) I wanted to make everybody tap out.
1: Well, that's exactly what the goal of a good promo package should do. And here we go. We get Joe coming out again. Intensity is paramount when you are talking about performers like yourself. How do you get yourself in that mode of intensity when you are preparing for a match like this, especially when you know you're going to be wrestling a guy for 30 minutes? Is it easy to snap into that or do you have to psych yourself into a certain mentality?
0: It's pretty easy, especially when you have an opponent like Samoa Joe. You know he's going to bring it, and you're going to have to bring it too, and you know you're going to have to up your game. So you you need to be ready and uh, be ready for anything, and know that Samoa Joe's going to be coming at you. So you know you just have to be prepared.
1: The pay per view buy rate for this is about thirty five thousand here, and what I love about this, Kurt the tagline for this pay-per-view is Joe is going to kill you.
0: (laughs) Of course it is.
1: (laughs) I I hope you didn't feel that on a a personal level. I think that was just a, a, a little bit of a mantra for him at the time, but it certainly seems like he's ready to do that. But you look, you look the part here too, man. I mean, you are very much out there and ready to kick some ass. I just saw you give the American flag to a fan at, ringside was that somebody that you knew beforehand or are you just giving that to a fan
0: No, that's not a fan that's somebody i knew that's going to keep okay. an american flag and give it to me when the match is over.
1: that's that's good i was, nah, I, was I don't hand out
0: american that. flags
1: but i was a little concerned about that but i i noticed it and i had to ask all right man here we go 30 minute iron man match i'm curious because kurt i've said this to you several times you you are like my mount rushmore of all-time great in-ring talents and i'm not saying that just to blow smoke here but the idea of putting together a 30-minute ironman match versus a 60-minute ironman match how is that different as a performer
0: it's not much different i mean if you're going to go 30 minutes you might as well go 60 minutes um you know it, it is twice as long but once you're in it 20 minutes uh you don't really keep track of time it's you know it so whether it's 30 or 60, it doesn't really matter. An Iron Man match is an Iron Man match, and they're they're long as shit, regardless.
1: I'm curious if other talents share your sentiment that it doesn't really matter if you're going 60 because <laughs> you're a machine. For me, it doesn't matter. And I'm not sure everyone else is. And you know, physique, you're in peak physical shape here. I mean, you're you're ripped here. But Samoa Joe is someone that has always had a mixed reputation with his physique. He's a bigger guy, right. but if you've watched his career, you know how athletic he is and, and the yes. type of shape he's in. What are your thoughts on that assessment of him? Because that is something that has followed him around everywhere he's gone.
0: Well, you know what? The, the whole thing of looking different, you know, looking heavier or being heavier. Um, I think that's uh, not no longer. Uh, you don't have to have a, a chiseled body to be in professional wrestling. I think Samoa Joe was an ambassador for wrestlers that didn't have that physique uh, that wanted to do pro wrestling, I think Joe was a guy that people could look up to uh, that, that didn't have an incredible body physique um, that, that these people could look up to. So I think that he was one of the guys that led the charge in professional wrestling that you don't have to have physique like a Greek god.
1: And think about how much that has resonated in recent years. You see guys like Kevin Owens, who doesn't look like your traditional pro wrestler, who we know is so talented, right? Um, Is is Kevin Owens someone that you would have loved to have gotten in the ring with?
0: Oh, yeah, I love Kevin Owens. Uh, His his ability in the ring. Um, You know, from the first day when he beat John Cena, when he started, I was a huge fan of his. Uh, His repertoire and everything that he does Um, And you know what he does? He, he looks, he's even uh, more frumpier than Joe, (laughs) but but, you know, what he can do in the ring is incredible. He's a phenomenal athlete.
1: Yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, So there was one thing that I noticed here in the beginning of this match, Kurt, Joe got the best of you to start. And you just have it for the second time already. We're not even three minutes in here. You've rolled out of the ring. You're the guy who wanted this match. And now Joe has bested you right out of the gate. Is that something that you're consciously trying to tell in this story here? Because you were all cocky coming into this. And now all of a sudden, Joe's got your number.
0: Well, I think that that's the whole thing is, uh, you know, Joe, I underestimated Joe and Joe's a lot more dangerous than I thought he was. And this is me uh, backing out of the ring and taking a few seconds to uh, reprogram my mind to, to make sure that uh, Joe's not continuing, continuing the momentum of getting over on me. I need to take a break and, uh, reverse the, the here. And I do it right here. So this is a usual psychology with heels. You back out of the ring, uh, the baby face out wrestles you, then you do something and you shut them down for the heat.
1: I was actually just going to bring this up recently. Bully Ray tweeted, uh, that it's like a tale as old as time shine, heat, comeback—you You can do that in just about any match, but it's a little different here because this is an Ironman match. There are going to be multiple falls, or at least there's the possibility of there being multiple falls. So can you follow that pattern for a match like this, shine, heat, no. comeback. Or I was no. going to say...
0: No. You'll have the shine, the heat, and then you'll have a finish, and then you're going to have heat again, and then you're going to have a finish, and then you'll have heat again, then you'll have a finish. So... Uh, it's not the normal um, psychology of a regular match. Uh, Ironman matches are a lot more difficult, more complicated.
1: Who teaches you how to do something like that? Because you could go to Dr. Tom's school all you want, but I doubt Dr. Tom is teaching you all about Ironman matches when you're learning how to run the ropes.
0: Uh, Nobody taught me. I had to learn on my own. Uh, The first Ironman match I did, I believe, was... Uh, with either Brock Lesnar or Shawn Michaels, and I can't remember. It was Brock, and it was mm-hmm. a 60 minute Iron Man match. Incredible Smackdown, right? Time the match, and it was. I believe I had a match with Chris Benoit, a 30 minute Iron Man match. Yes. That. Dude, and that's where I got my practice. Yeah, the my man, listen. incredible. But let me tell uh. you this: he carried me through that match. He taught me a lot in that match, and that, that was that enabled me to uh, have the match with Brock Lesnar. And be able to know what to do in that match because Chris Benoit taught me a lot.
1: Let me tell you something. That's not just an Ironman match. That is ultimate submission. That match, you and Benoit, <laughs> and and it's there's no pinfalls. It's only so you're doing a submission Ironman match. We're limited, which is yeah. it's you're limited to this day, Kurt. That is one of my all-time favorite matches. It is like art, and. Hopefully one day I get to watch that match with you in long form because I'll sit here just ready. to I'll ask you 50,000 questions, so we'll wait on that
0: one. It was right a now. very complicated match, and like I, like I said before, I was limited. I mean, you only had submissions, no pinfalls, and uh, that match is not easy to do.
1: No, no, it is not. Well, this is not easy to do. You just did a belly-to-belly overhead throw on Samoa Joe, getting a guy like that up. Uh, certainly can't be easy. And all of a sudden, you've grounded this big man here. How How do you manage to suspend disbelief a little bit here where you're putting a beating on a guy the size of Joe? How do you make that believable for the audience?
0: You have to be intense. It's all about intensity. It's how you look, how you act. It's how you carry yourself. If you show you're an animal, the fans will look at you as an animal.
1: I just noticed that Earl Hebner is the ref for this match. He's a guy who has done plenty of Ironman matches himself. Does it help to have a guy like him in there when you're trying to set a pace?
0: Yeah, yeah, to have him with experience, uh, especially in this match, because I got knocked out in this match. And Earl Hebner and Smo, Joe, had to call the rest of the match to me. So uh, having Earl, have, knowing that he had experience in Ironman matches, it made me feel better because when I did get knocked out, he was able to call the match to me, and that was am- really important.
1: I am so glad you brought that up because I think it is about to happen here in about fifty seconds or so. If do you remember the spot where it happened specifically?
0: I do remember. in okay. my head, yes.
1: Okay, so it hasn't happened yet, right? Oh, okay. So let's point it out. If you can point it out for anyone who's watching with us here on ad free shows, or if you're watching at home, when it happens, I think we're uh, less than a minute away or so. As Joe is trying to fight his way out of this lock here, back to his feet. Let's see. Man, he is he is just, he's a cement truck coming at you. I mean, that is crazy.
0: But you know what? Samoa Joe is really light on his feet. Yeah. You said, hey, it takes a horse to get him up to belly to belly him. Samoa Joe jumps for you. He He's a yeah. great athlete. He's got uh, incredible skills. And uh, he's one of the best athletes I've, I've ever wrestled.
1: Still scoreless here as we are at 2150 seconds now. So we're about 10 minutes into this thing, a third of the way through. And It's so interesting to me, the psychology of a match like this, where you you have to have so many peaks and valleys. And you just said to me that a lot of this is very much called on the fly and improvised.
0: Well, you know, the thing is, you have to kill time and Mm -hmm. it's really hard to do that without losing the interest of the fans, you know, especially when you have a holding like this, you're trying to kill a little bit of time, like two minutes, you know, you're chancing the fans, uh, you know, losing the attention of the fans. And you have to be very careful about how you do this. So you want to give them what they want, which is action eventually. But at the same time, you want to calm them down and and force them to cheer for you so you can give them a spot. So, It's kind of, you kind of work with the fans and they work with you.
1: And a lot of times with rest hold spots, you'll see a guy just get someone in a chin lock and just hold them there. Yeah. Wrench their, wrench their neck around. But what I love that you're doing here is you're keeping that intensity on. It looks like you're trying to choke this guy out. It looks like you're trying to, is is that the key to keeping their attention in a situation like that?
0: It's on how you present your body and you, you have to show intensity even when you're not being intense, In other words, if you're not punching and kicking, you have to get the choke hold on. You have to keep choking them and jerk and choke them and and show the expression in your face that you're intense. As long as you keep doing that, you're going to have the interest of the fans. But once you stop that, you could lose interest of the fans.
1: All right, here comes Joe now. A little bit of a comeback here gets you up for the suplex.
0: I believe the concussion's happening here very soon.
1: Okay, so we're about 20 minutes in, or we are 10 minutes in, 20 minutes remaining. Everything seems fluid so far. Real good match. Big strikes. Trade and Oh, dude, I love when Joe does those stutter punches. Oh, Always yeah, looks so bumps. good. All right, here you go. To the outside, is that it right there?
0: I think that was it when I when I hit my head. I hit it on the ground. I also think I hit it on the ring apron when I went through the ropes.
1: And okay, so that's so interesting there because Joe just came at you with a suicide dive. Now you as the wrestler missed him. That's what I was just about to say. You as the wrestler are supposed to catch him, but you're kind of in a daze. I was
0: loopy. I didn't know. I didn't even know he was coming. So I had no idea Joe was going to dive out at that particular time because I got knocked out.
1: It's that fight or flight response, and internally, you're not conscious to it, and you step out of the way because you see a giant bulldozer of a man coming at you. <laughs> but you're like, "Oh wait a minute! I think I'm supposed to catch this guy too."
0: <laughs> you can tell him out of it right here.
1: <laughs> just, okay so you just said you can tell that we're at it what are the telltale signs that you're out of because this is not the first time you've been concussed yeah uh
0: mouth wide open expression uh, uh, you know uh just uh, the the way i present my face
1: so you just kicked out at one is that joe or earl telling you kick out at one
0: i believe so i don't remember because right. i don't remember anything after this
1: so you remember i hear
0: joe's calling everything to me
1: okay hit you with the power slam Beautiful kick out at two there's there's such a sense of urgency with your kickouts too because it's like you are being told on the fly here kirk get out get out (laughs) you're like okay
0: (laughs) no it's crazy because SummerSlam in 2000 i got a concussion too but i was able to kick out it's like your body uh even though your mind's not there your body you know your reflexes are still there and it remembers uh certain things about wrestling Uh, in other words if you're getting pinned and you kick out after two you're going to continue to take a kick out, even if you don't know you're doing it.
1: So Joe's calling things here at this point. Now I know you just said you needed Earl for a match like this because Earl helped you walk it through. How does a referee help call a match?
0: Well, he's present when you put the match together and he remembers all the finishes, the submissions and the pinfalls, and he remembers where they are in the match. So at least he can call those to you. But for the most part, these spots here with where no, no finishes, Joe's calling it to me.
1: Oh boy. You're in precarious position here, Kurt. And you somehow, despite being knocked out, slipped through that. <laughs> All this
0: right. Wasn't uh wasn't as smooth as we planned it to be uh, probably because of but, the concussion.
1: But you know what though? Like the way I look at it, Kurt, you're in a fight for your life right now. So if something doesn't look smooth, that's okay. You tap out here. So Joe is up one, nothing. That's a lot. Kurt Angle tapped out. That's, that's a lot. Down if, one zero. Was that something that you were always protective of, of, you know, Kurt Angle shouldn't tap out unless it's this, cause he is a legit Olympic hero. Like, like, is there any mentality with that?
0: Um, Not when I first started out, I, I would do anything. And, and uh, mm-hmm. because I started out as a heel, and uh, heels don't uh, bravely not tap out. They actually <laughs> tap out faster than you're supposed to. Uh, so I was taught early on to uh, forget about my past uh, accomplishments and welcome to pro wrestling. And yes. you're going to have to do it just like everybody else does it. So you're right about me being an Olympic gold medalist. But at the same time, I was taught you're going to tap out just like everybody else. And
1: that's just I the way it thought gone. Who would have thought that the man that walked into an office meeting and said, well, I can never lose would end up, (laughs) would end up tapping out just like everybody
0: else. I changed my mind right away after (laughs) I signed with WWE. I think
1: that was a good decision, Kurt. I think you made the right call there. So let's see here. So we're about halfway through this match. Now this match is flying by like a 15 minute match can normally feel like you're watching a 15 minute match. That didn't feel like I just watched a 15-minute
0: no, match. No, no, pretty What quick? do you credit that to? Uh, Joe and I uh, putting on a great match, great performance, yeah. a lot of action. Uh, you know, even though we have a lot of holds in this match, there's been a lot of action in this match, especially in the 15 minutes. And, and we knew that the first 15 minutes was not going to be as exciting as the second 15 minutes. But I think we did a pretty good job here.
1: And – that's with you concussed. And I think that's pretty incredible. So, right now you're wrenching it back on Joe. Let me I'm see. Probably
0: ask him, what's next, Joe? What's next? Please tell me what's next.
1: <laughs> that is just so crazy to me that your mind can literally block out everything because you're out. You're out on your feet and you can't wrap your head around what is going on. That's, the human body, man, it's insane.
2: Yeah. Super califragilistic, super speciosa. Okay, that's a little different, but I love super speciosa. This has been a game changer in my life. I can't wait to talk to you about it. Kratom was not even on my radar a few years ago, and then Eric Bischoff started talking about it on his podcast, and then my buddy Cassio Kid started talking about it. Now I even found out that one of our favorite WWE superstars uses it. Kratom is something that I was not familiar with. But it turns out it's been around for centuries it's an all-natural herb related to the coffee plant that they've been using over in thailand for centuries think about that by the way kratom can help energize your mind and it can also relax your body eric bischoff tells me that before we get going on 83 weeks he hooks up that super speciosa and you should too if you're going to have to get granular if you're going to have to focus if you're going to have to think hard put a lot of brain power into something Man, we recommend super speciosa now my man, Casio kid. He does it to relax at the end of the day, whereas Eric uses it to start his day. Either way, they both tell me it just helps you feel good. I also want to mention that super speciosa only has one ingredient, pure kratom leaf, seriously, when's the last time you picked up something and listed the ingredients and there was just one listing I also want to mention here. Kratom is often used as a pre-workout. So if you're looking to run the extra mile, think of super speciosa. Maybe you're thinking about asking your boss for a raise. Maybe you need some super speciosa. Get that courage going. Maybe you need to ask that special someone on a date, but you're a little nervous, you need super speciosa. Now for beginners, we recommend capsules because they're easier to use. And we also recommend the green strains. They are the most popular. And by the way, Super Speciosa believes in their product so strongly, they offer you a 100% satisfaction or your money back, guaranteed. We also want to mention that this code can be used again and again. So if you've used this code before, or maybe you're going to use it one time and think it's a one-time use, here's a little life hack for you. The code I'm about to give you gives you 20% off every time. Try Kratom now and get 20% off when you go to getsuperleaf.com forward slash angle. And you'll see 20% off when you use the promo code ANGLE. That's getsuperleaf.com forward slash ANGLE and use the promo code ANGLE for 20% off. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But as I mentioned, buddy, this thing is centuries years old over in Thailand. They've been rocking Kratom forever. But now in 2022, here on the Kurt Angle Show, we're recommending you try Super Speciosa. And you can even save twenty percent at getsuperleaf.com dot forward slash angle, and be sure to use that promo code angle.
0: Yeah, when your brain's not there, it's not there, I guess.
1: Now, Joe is twenty eight years old here. He, he looks. He oh man, he he's got a baby face. That that reversal on the Olympic Slam was awesome. Can you out of that?
0: 90. Yeah, it's usually big guys don't do it, but I knew Joe could. I love that so high I, I hits me too.
1: When you see someone work like this, how Joe's working. I'm I'm happy that Joe got a WWE run. Was it everything that it could have been? Probably not. But it does have to make you think what Joe could have done as he just tapped out to the ankle lock, so we're tied up at one. It it has to make you think what Joe could have done in his prime in WWE? How high of a mountain do you think he could have climbed?
0: Oh, he could have gone as far as anybody else has ever gone. I think Joe had the ability to be as big as Kurt Angle or even uh, Chris Jericho, uh, Chris Benoit. Uh, I wouldn't wouldn't put him in the same category as Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock, Mm -hmm. but I think that Joe would have been a major star.
1: But let me ask you this, though. So, you know Vince McMahon extremely well, and especially at this time, you knew Vince very, very well and, and his little idiosyncrasies. Do you think he would have gotten it with a guy like Samoa Joe at this time, or would he have not viewed him for as agile and athletic as he is?
0: I don't know. I think that uh, at this point in time, in 2007, I think that Vince would have said his body doesn't look good.
1: That That's exactly what I think and, too. And,
0: and it's a shame because, but, but I do understand, you know, Vince is looking for certain types of wrestlers with certain builds. And, and I know that that's like the, the, the cool thing, the, the right thing to, to, to have the perfect body. And uh, you know, it's what everybody strives for, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, we're in an imperfect world. And sure. I think that, someone like Samoa Joe deserves a chance to be one of the best because he is, he's proven that he can do it in the ring just because of his looks. He should be, uh, uh, you know, denied the ability to uh, be a big star in WWE.
1: I've always said that Joe was probably about 10 years ahead of his time because if he was, and I listen, I'm glad he got to wrestle you in TNA and got these amazing matches. Honestly, my favorite match between you guys is the one in the cage. The, the singles match in the cage, I thought that was just so different and, so and
0: real uh, submission match the, at, the, the one at, match.
1: the one I locked down,
0: the MMA match,
1: yeah, the MMA match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a lot
0: of fun doing that match.
1: The intensity of that match, man. You talk about intensity here.
0: Oh, well, it, Joe's the only person I could have done it with. Yeah, to be honest with you, that yeah. type of match, uh, you know, MMA submission match in a in a cage uh, at lockdown. Yeah, at Samoa Joe's the only guy I know I could have done that.
1: Well, it's funny, because at the time, ironically, Impact, there are at least rumors that they're going to bring in Bob Sapp for a program with you.
0: Do you have Bob any- and I discussed uh, doing a fight in Japan. Uh, yes, I'm crazy. I was going to actually fight Bob Sapp in Japan. And it changed to uh, uh, TNA, having a wrestling match in TNA. But nothing ever came to fruition. It just got dropped by the wayside.
1: How do you think that would have gone?
0: Well, I would have gone over in TNA. I don't think I would have beat him in the fight in Japan. I think uh, the guy's probably a little bit too big and a little too strong for me.
1: All right. So you just tapped out Joe again with another ankle lock. And now you are up two to one. You've just made one of the top baby faces in the company tap twice. In a row. In a row consecutively. Is there any concern of how that may make the baby face look at the end of the day?
0: Well, you know, this this is a different type of match. It's a, mm-hmm. it's an Ironman match. And uh, does it really matter uh, how many times he's going to tap out? Uh, this is just one match. If it sure. was several matches, I understand. But, you know, Joe's going to get some submissions on me. I'm going to get some on him. You have to remember, this is a very long match, and there's going to be more than one submission.
1: We've got about 10 minutes left in it. And this is kind of that classic story, right, Kurt, where now – the babyface has to climb a mountain because he is behind, and he has to overcome something. That's kind of pro wrestling one-on-one.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. The babyface—you uh, always want him to be behind when you're oh. in the final ten minutes of the match. You want him chasing uh, to try to win because you want the fans to get behind him. So if he's ahead, uh, it gives the fans no reason to cheer. Uh, as long as he continues to stay ahead, but if he's behind, the fans are going to root him on.
1: Are you a subscriber to the belief that there's more money in the chase than there is in the title run? Because that's like a mantra in pro wrestling. Do you believe that? I
0: believe so. I think there's more money in the chase than the title run.
1: Kind of thinking like Brian Danielson at WrestleMania, all that good stuff. And Now Joe is on the mend here, under 10 minutes to go. Uh, We should mention, by the way, you heard it in the promo, the number one contender spot is on the line in this match so it's not just a personal feud now there's actually this is a quasi prize fight here
0: it's for the world championship a shot at the world title
1: yeah here's joe firing up joe is so good at firing up step up Mm. man i see i'd be so concerned joe knows you're out here does that change how he works does he have to be less snug because he knows that you're out on your feet
0: i don't think joe really cares (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be honest, with you. <laughs> I think Joe just continued to be Joe and I don't blame him. I would have done the same thing well, I, to, I be fair, to make sure that his head bumped on the ground. Uh, I, but, but, you know, if I'm going to angle slam somebody, their head's going to hit the canvas. There's nothing I can do about it. So I don't think Joe was trying to be careful. I think Joe was just trying to get through the match, especially well, with to, me being, being a, having a concussion. I was a pain right. in the ass to Joe in this match to be fair maybe this is
1: just one giant prolonged receipt for you for putting that ankle lock on him when he hurt his knee, when he hurt that MCL.
0: You might be right.
1: Because, <laughs> you know, you, be right. you made him all black and blue. Purpose. <laughs> you made him all black and blue, apparently. So now he's yeah, just going to yell up on you.
0: <laughs> you can see all the black and blue marks on him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's exactly what this is. But, you, you know, you mentioned that you're knocked out here. Honestly, Kurt it's not apparent. It's really not apparent. Like to you it is because you've seen it and you know what you look like knocked out and he just ties things up here at the Muscle Buster, but you you don't look like you're out of it. You're staying with him stride for stride.
0: Well, if you saw earlier, you saw me mess up on an angle slam and Joe ended up falling and I ended up covering him and it ended up being a blown spot. That was me. I forgot the spot. And uh, so for the most part, it seems like I'm coherent and, and I'm uh, heavily into the match. But there are times when I miss some spots and that's because of the concussion.
1: Yeah. And and a lot of times in situations like this, you go home early, but you can't in a match like you this because it's an
0: Ironman match. I mean, yeah. You have to go till the end.
1: And <laughs> it happened. It. it happened so early in the match, too. There's still two thirds of the match to go. It that's such a tough position to be in. And I feel like more than anything, this is a real test for Samoa Joe at this point because he has to carry you and in, in a match with such high stakes. And do you feel like he passed the the test
0: here? Oh yeah. But I but you know what? I know after doing this with Joe, I know that anytime I got a concussion, I know Joe's gonna take care of me. Because he was able to do it here. He proved it to me.
1: Well, you guys would have many more matches after this. So we're tied up with six minutes and 20 seconds to go, two falls apiece. And now Kurt Angle is going to work on that bad knee that he made all black and blue.
0: <laughs> and That's yeah, his MCL knee too. I, this, this is not good.
1: Do you have to be consciously more aware of that in this or, or are you just bringing the intensity?
0: Well, I I forgot I forgot that Joe injured his knee. I have a concussion, so I'm I'm on the wrong leg right now because this is his injured leg.
1: But we're also getting a peek into just how innate you are because even though you're out on your feet, subconsciously your mind tells you. Work on the injured leg, like like you work over the injured leg, like in, in pro wrestling kayfabe terms. Work on the injured leg, so you're telling the story, but the guy is shoot hurt, and it's not tra- <laughs> registering with you.
0: Yeah, there's nothing I can do about it.
1: No, it's okay. Well, roll through here. You guys are so good, man. Ah, oh, you guys are so good.
0: So you this just actually better than I expected it to be. I I, I don't remember it being this good.
1: So you just went up 3-2 after that sneak pin. When's the last time you watched this match?
0: Geez, probably 2010.
1: Wow,
0: okay. It's been probably 12 years. I haven't seen this in a long time. Well, I love the impact zone. This was such a great uh, venue. I I loved it. It it wasn't very big. You can only seat about 500 fans, but uh, it was such a great atmosphere. I love the impact zone. It was awesome. And you know what, it was easy because we did this every week there or every two weeks. We'd do two shows every two weeks. And uh, the schedule was so easy. We, you know, just go down there. We we wouldn't have to travel. It was a lot of fun.
1: And there's so much history in those studios, too. That's where all the old Nickelodeon shows used to be filmed at. They repurposed it for wrestling. Is Keith Mitchell the uh, director at this time for TNA? Yes,
0: Keith was the director. He did an incredible job. I really love Keith.
1: He just uh, retired and had his send off. Anything you want to add about him?
0: Oh, Keith, I love you, man. You are the you are the best. Uh, I miss you, bro. Congratulations on your retirement.
1: Yeah, he did a great job with AEW too. He really did. So yeah, he did knows knows how to make the use of good use of small places. Daly's place isn't a big place, and the impact zone certainly not either and now we are three minutes and 40 seconds left with this match you are up three two and what I love here Kurt is you could be playing it safe but you're putting the offense on
0: you you don't want to allow this guy I'm taking a chance by staying on him
1: (laughs) but you don't want to I mean it makes sense to me you don't want to allow this guy to get healthy you don't want him to get recharged and get a, a second chance at this so it made i've never been like that
0: in, in amateur wrestling i was never like that i never went on the defensive side even if i was ahead i always stayed on offense and that that was my mindset and that's how it was in pro wrestling
1: well now joe is firmly on the comeback here under three minutes to go slugging away you on the top oh boy you nearly just fell right off the top there
0: <laughs> another concussion
1: yeah that wouldn't have been good and let's just work over that bad knee again.
0: Yes, let's, let's hurt the bad <laughs> knee. <laughs> Kurt, you're don't earning the black about. and blue. He's like, damn it, that's my wrong knee. You're hurting my You're knee.
1: earning the black <laughs> and blue reputation, man. I, I don't think, I know you said that Dave was full of shit before, but I think he might be onto something here after watching this <laughs> match.
0: He might be right, uh, at least with the knee. I, I can't tell if Joe I, is I, I haven't selling. I not blue marks on Joe yet, but.
1: I can't tell if Joe is selling right now or if he's really hurting, but we are about two minutes to go I here. Know. I am locked in. I know how this match ends and I am still totally locked in here.
0: That's awesome. That, that, that's, uh, that's the right psychology then. We're doing it right, I guess.
1: That's right. Reverse Irish whip. Oh, man. Oh, that... That had to hurt. <laughs> <I> don't remember. <laughs> At least you're numb to it because of that step up. <laughs> Did Zaguri. you see
0: me slap Joe? Yeah. He gave me that super kick.
1: <laughs> yep. Another buster. Oh shoot. One, two. Oh, your foot is on the ropes, man. The positioning of that.
0: Oh and my gosh. Joe had to set that up.
1: Of course it's but but at the same time kurt it's that trademark kurt angle last second kick out you, you love to take it to the very last second and yeah, even, though you're out nice on your feet, even though you're out on your feet you still knew to do it at just that time
0: it's crazy that's the instant go. the ankle lock kickoff we got a minute to go oh here. no joe's got me in the chuckle and there's a minute left oh shit
1: uh, these are the best. I love when Iron Man matches, or if the time is involved in a match. I love when you're up against the clock and the sense of urgency heats up. The crowd starts building. This is this is pro wrestling at its best right here. And I'm not just saying that. This is what I love. I said Kurt, when you feel with it, right? Like I'm mm, I'm locked in here. Thirty five seconds.
0: It's crazy because we're not doing a lot of stuff, but the fans are 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 on the edge of their seat, wanting to see. And like, he's got you no in the ankle lock. You know, 20 seconds left. Joe got the ankle lock on me.
1: And that is the ultimate insult. Using another guy's finish on him.
0: Especially if I tap out.
1: <laughs> 14 seconds.
0: Come on, Kurt. Hold oh, on. Oh,
1: man. 10 seconds. Is Kurt going to hold out? He's got one fall to spare. Five seconds.
0: Don't
1: oh, two, off. one.
0: Yeah. Got
1: out of Oh, and
0: I tap after the bell.
1: You tap one second after the bell. The crowd's not entirely sure what's happened yet. And I have to imagine in that moment, I know you don't know, but I imagine Earl told you to tap right after the bell, probably.
0: Probably, yeah. I don't know. Or I just did it instinctively. <laughs> instinctively. And yeah. he's explained to you, look at the facials.
1: Oh, man. This is great storytelling here, Kurt.
0: This was great. This is a great match.
1: Oh, and... The agony. Joe had you beat, but by one second, you last you know on. I,
0: I was really proud of these three series of matches with Joe. I think you're right about it the, being the best series of matches in TNA history. I, I believe that because Joe and I had great chemistry together.
1: And Joe heads out. I, I really do believe that. And even though you're concussed, you are just you're celebrating. You're channeling it all. Uh, that was amazing, Kurt. I, I thought that was so great and I I really, really enjoyed watching that back. Uh, Here's what Dave Meltzer had to say about this. Of the three matches so far, this would rank as number three for him. Called it slower pace, the physical condition being forced to go 30 left them a little leeway. Joe's been wrestling for more than a week, but his knee can't be 100%. Uh, Engel suffered a concussion at around the eight-minute mark of the match. Engel calls all his own matches, and he apparently told both Earl Hebner and Joe that he thought he had a concussion and couldn't remember what to do next. Basically, Joe and Hebner called the match at that point, which is probably another reason it was a little slower paced. I'm not really a fan of Iron Man matches to begin with because nothing hurts the intensity of a match more than fans knowing exactly when a match will and more importantly won't be ending. If fans don't know when a match is ending, it goes 30. It can be a classic build. If they know exactly when it's going to end, it's more difficult for the wrestlers because fans that know nothing means anything until they're maybe 25 minutes in. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that sentiment, Kurt, because as we just saw, things got really intense with the fans knowing that the clock was expiring. And I really like that.
0: Yeah, I, I did, too. And I, I think that Meltzer makes a point. I mean, you know, you can as a fan, you don't have to watch the first 25 minutes. You watch the last five minutes and still get excited about the finish. So I get what he's saying, but it's an Iron Man match. Mm-hmm. It's a gimmick match. It's a match that's advertised. Imagine if you said this match will go a thirty-minute time limit, and here we go, and it's just a regular match. Okay, the fans see Iron Man match on the TV screen. They say, "Oh, this is a big match. This is an important match." I think the advertisement of the Iron Man match is what makes it special. So he might be right about the last five minutes, but you can enjoy the whole match. The match, the, you know, that match was a great match. I thought I enjoyed everything about it.
1: How many stars out of five are you giving that match? Watching it
0: back, four and a quarter. Four and I a quarter. Think. Yeah, Dave it wasn't our best match, but it was it was good.
1: I mean, four and a quarter is a really good rating. I I'd probably go four four and a quarter as well. Uh, Dave actually went three and a half with that, but three and a half is still a good rating by all stretch of the imagination.
0: That's yes, Dave. <laughs>
1: of of all the matches you had with joe to this point so this trilogy was this your favorite or did you like one of the other two more
0: well it might have been my favorite if i didn't get the concussion but because i got the concussion i didn't really know what i did in that match i'd say the first match was our best and it did the best pay-per-view
1: by rate i very much agree with you as well on that and eventually, Christian, Abyss, and Sting would have to follow you guys, even if you were concussed. I think that's a pretty hard match to follow. So,
0: well, it's it's certainly. a thirty-minute Iron Man match, and anybody <laughs> has to follow that, it's it's going to be very difficult. They had their hands full that night.
1: Well, you're scheduled to take on Christian at the next pay per view after he successfully becomes NWA champion, and we will cover that. Next month here on the Kurt Angle Show, later on this month, we'll be doing a Super Rumble episode with you. We're going to be covering the Rumble 2000, where you meet Taz at Madison Square Garden. 2001, where you take on Triple H for the WWF Championship. And 2002, where you and Triple H are the last two in the Rumble. Those are three of the most memorable shows from my childhood, Kurt. Uh, oh, how, how excited are you to go back through some of those three memorable nights? Cause all three are very different from another for you.
0: Yeah, they, they were all different, but, but they were at the start of my career and I absolutely loved the beginning of my career. Uh, the things I was doing, the entertainment I was giving to the fans, the great wrestling I was giving, I was continuously, I was continuously learning every week. And, uh, you know, when I started on TV, I was only like seven or eight months in training. So every week I was learning more and more and I was getting better and better. So the, the, this is near the beginning of my career when I really absolutely love the business.
1: Well, I had an absolute blast with you going back and watching this Ironman match Kurt. I always love talking wrestling with you and getting to break down a match with one of my all time favorite professional wrestlers is like highlight real material for me, my friend, and Thanks, the beauty, brother. of course, and the beauty is with this show, we always like to get questions in from the fans, and we're changing things up here, Kurt. This year on Ad Free Shows, if you're a subscriber to Ad Free Shows, that's how you're going to be able to ask questions for this. Traditionally, we'd go to social media, but if you're an Ad Free Shows fan subscriber, that's all you got to be. You, you sign up and you can ask questions. So I know you love working with the AFS crew. Uh, What are you looking forward to in 2022 with all of our top guys and top gals?
0: I love the top guys and the top gals. Um, They come up with uh, very innovative questions. Uh, They're very uh, in tune with what we're doing. Uh, I love having a top top guy get-togethers. We did one in Chicago. It was a lot of fun to meet all the fans. They're incredible. I absolutely love it. They
1: absolutely are. Don't forget, you can follow our podcast here at The Angle Pod and Kurt at Real Kurt Angle. And if you want to throw me a follow, too, at John Alba, J-O-N-A-L-B-A. H is it for losers, so just J-O-N, okay? <laughs> uh, Kurt, physicallyfit.com, you got your you're jack-of-all-trades, man. What's going on? We got some chicken snacks there. What, what's, what's cooking here?
0: We have chicken snacks and snack-smart, crispy protein bites. One is plant protein, one's chicken protein. High protein, low carbohydrate. Very good for you. Very healthy. 11 different flavors. We, we've got nothing but four and a half, five-star reviews on every flavor. They're incredible. And uh, they're available at physicallyfit.com. If you use the, uh, the code ANGLEPOD20, you'll get uh, 20% off your first order.
1: Those are getting hired. And you higher. can
0: become a member, a lifetime member, and get 20% off forever if you sign up on the website. Go to uh, physicallyfit.com and sign up as a member. and You'll get 20% off forever.
1: Those are getting higher star ratings than this Iron Man match did, Kurt. <laughs> I'm telling you. But... Yes,
0: they are. They're incredible. They really are. You need to try them, John. I can I, oh, them.
1: Oh, I've i tried the Kung Pao Man. Okay. Get out of here. Come on. Yeah. I think you got to send Dave Meltzer some truthfully after this episode, <laughs> and we'll get a fair
0: – Please address. I'll send
1: him. <laughs> Well, and also, Kurt, we got Wildcat belts, my friend.
0: Yes. we got four more belts that are for sale. This is the Kurt Angle Championship belt. Oh, it's a beaut. It is a beaut. Um, Fine quality leather, 24-karat gold plating. Uh, This is one of the nicest belts I've ever seen. There are four left. I have one, and Paul Bromwell bought the first one. Of course he did. uh, You can go to wildcatbelts.com, and you can get this. These are the same quality as WWE and AEW uh, world titles. So you can get these at wildcatbelts.com.
1: Well, I love listening to you and Conrad. I really love listening to you and Paul Bromwell. I know how much he loves doing this show with you, Kurt. And I had an absolute blast doing it as well. I love pinch hitting, and I, I thank you for.
0: You're a great pinch hitter, John.
1: Thank you. Know what? If if in baseball, if you get a hit three out of ten times, you're pretty good, right? That's how it works. <laughs> right, yeah. So if I can get a hit, then then I'll take it. But I appreciate Fire you, the game. Kurt. Thank you. I'll be the Miguel Cairo of this podcast and be very happy. So, um, I appreciate you, Kurt. I wishing you a very happy new year to everyone who listens to the Kurt Angle show, a happy and healthy 2022. Anything else you'd like to add here, Kurt?
0: I want to say thank you to everybody for listening to the Kurt Angle show. I really love all your support. Take care and God bless.
2: The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. Steven Singer's announcing his brand new rose color for this Valentine's day. Are you ready? Click your heels three times and say, I wish I knew what the new color is. Wish granted Steven Singer's brand new rose color is Emerald city. Picture it a real rose dipped and trimmed in pure 24 karat gold with sparkling deep green petals. This magical Emerald city rose will take her breath away this Valentine's day. As she opens that beautiful gift box to reveal a real rose encased in brilliant 24 karat gold set against stunning deep green. Go to I Hate Steven Singer today and get your Steven Singer Emerald City 24 karat gold dipped rose and get yours before they're gone. Exclusively and only available at Steven Singer Jewelers, it's the number one gift this Valentine's Day. Steven's famous gold dip roses start at just $59. And all come with a lifetime guarantee. Fast, free shipping, real jewelers, real roses for your real love, all at ihateStevensinger.com.
3: John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together,